Andy, that's why I quit gaming, by the way. I got a platinum trophy in Arkham City and failed my A-levels. Arkham Asylum and failed my A-levels, so then I stopped gaming. But you got the platinum. <laughs> so you won? Yeah, I won. <laughs> you won? I won the battle and lost the war. <laughs> no, this is like that warrior meme. I've won, but at what cost? <laughs> <laughs> Of Streamcast. I'm Sora. I'm Link. And we have a special guest. My name's Jay. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> uh, you happy as I finally did it. I'm so happy. I am Jordan, or my gamer tag is Gilmatic1, or my other one, which I'm so excited that PlayStation might get let you change your gamer tag. Is Splint underscore 2008. Classic. <laughs> and I really, really hope I'm able to change that one day. I think you can actually. But as of Give the moment, try. it is, I just have Gilmatic 1 and Splint underscore 2008. Mm. That's it. Hold Might on. Too quiet. Are we allowed to change our usernames like right now? Because I've not heard any updates on that thing. Oh, so that's the rumor from before, like a, a potential thing they were doing. So they said, yeah, we are in the process of making this yeah, a thing. Yeah. Oh, I see. We're testing it out, yeah. and it should be available in 2019. I've not heard anything. Oh, that's quite cool. I just forgot about it because I don't really care about what I'm called. I like what I'm called. Yeah, but, but, but I'm underscore 2008, so I care. Jordan, man, like, I love the fact that you don't let anyone get you down. You should have that name of pride. Don't let anyone stop you. It was using... it was such a good idea in 2008. Such a great idea, yeah, in 2008. <laughs> now I have to live with it, yeah. my friends. <laughs> It's like, like a, a bad tattoo. I might just call you away for this whole episode. You can. Yeah. I've got my... I've got, mm-hmm. I've got my... T- I'll do that at the end. No, we'll just, I'll just Jordan for now. Anyways. <clears throat> so, Jordan, tell us a bit about yourself. <laughs> um, The reason why I think I'm good for this job, because Jordan can't be trusted, let's give him some questions. Actually, um, what would you so? What console are you playing? Uh, what are your favorite I, games? I, I, I really, I think we should just start from the beginning. Jordan, how did you get into gaming? That's good. And what's your first ever console? That oh, you that's a good question. Mm-hmm. Uh, I my first ever console. I can't remember. I think it was the Dreamcast. That was the first console I've, and it's the biggest regret I've ever had. But but what it was ahead of its time. And so I've never and I'm I've, offended. And I've never been someone that was lucky with picking consoles. I've always been unlucky. I've always picked like except my GameCube, which I really loved. GameCube was just a great console. So I'm not too sure, but uh, yeah, my first console was the Dreamcast, and what I got me into gaming was just loving content, loving playing. Just just as a kid, I don't, I can't really remember, you know. I just remember that I always wanted to play a video game because it was available and I saw stuff like that happening. So, and I think when I was a kid, the most console that was out was Nintendo 64, of which I'm wearing a shirt right now for the viewers. Nice, nice. With my yes, the viewers. The viewers, sorry. The viewers, yeah. For the listeners, <laughs> for the listeners. That was a joke. It was like, we're, all, we're all here with our faces for radio. <laughs> Speak for yourself. <laughs> so I had to spruce up. But from Nintendo 64 days, seeing how those games were made, that just always appealed to me. So that was the first intro to what video games are, really. And then from there, I always I always tried to play, like, phone games. 
I was that kid that wanted on your phone, can I play games on the phone? Anything I can play games from on a computer when I first got a PC, when they first came. I'm getting old, man. I remember when the internet came and I was trying to play games. That's the only thing I wanted. I wasn't the guy that wanted to watch porn. Can you believe it? I can't. <laughs> I just wanted to play games, man. So, yeah, I just really always love gaming. That's really good. A fun fact, me and Jordan actually became friends through gaming. We became friends from gaming, man. This mm-hmm. is perfect. I'm so glad you're on this then. Yeah. So, what game was it? Pokemon Coliseum. Best Pokemon game ever made, in my opinion. And I cannot believe, I don't care, I'm spoiling it, but I don't really care, because who's playing it Spoiler now? alert. Spoiler alert. Are you spoiling a game that's over 10 years old? Yeah, I am spoiling it. Do you have no game. manners? No. You have no class. No, I have no class. <laughs> no class. <laughs> no class. No knowledge. No nothing. No nothing. I have nothing. The mayor. It was the mayor all along. Dun, and dun, was, dun. that's what me and Isaac talked about I couldn't but the very guy that sends you on the quest mm-hmm. was the bad guy in the end I couldn't believe it oh yeah. if I was to retell Pokemon Fire Red I would have Professor Oak as the bad guy Giovanni I mean Professor Oak is the bad guy he's clearly banging your mum he sends you yeah, on that, that quest rumor, that big rumor. empty that's house that's yeah big exactly and the rumour is that Gary is the good guy and Ash is bad because all Gary wants to do is um, get his granddad's approval but all his granddad does Professor Oak yeah. is try and help Ash yeah exactly he's so trying to get into his mum's pants that, yeah, that Gary's actually the person that's good mm. thanks a lot guys Pokemon's now ruined <laughs> no the new game's coming out I'll have a different story I'll have a different I story I about to... this by the oh, yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> what did you name your character in Pokemon Coliseum because you can name him uh, I think the first time I played I might have gone with the default Wes but I think I might have gone with Isaac because the first playthrough I did I just messed it up, so I started again, and I actually beat it this time. So I think you just use my name. You? My one was Jim. Jim. G Y M M. Why? Why Jim? I, I thought he looked like a Jim, but I didn't want to spell it as Jim. <laughs> he did not look like a Jim. <laughs> what? I'm not even joking. It actually was Jim. G Y M M. Don't know why. And every time I see the the cover of it, I think, oh, there's Jim. <laughs> but like, I only named him Jim. I just think he was called Jim. Mm-hmm. And you look like a gym. That's fair enough. All right. And I thought it was a very like a unique way of spelling it. Mm. It's not like the gym. Mm-hmm. And it wasn't gym. Mm. It was gym. Okay. <laughs> Sound like I'm high. <laughs> <laughs> right. I think one of my most annoying bits of that game was the fact that you can never get rid of the woman that follows you. I just found her really irritating. And every time I could, I'd ditch her. You could like around corners and around bends, but she'd always find the way right. to come back. And to has gym. this followed you into your personal life, Isaac? <laughs> This issue. This is turning into a therapy session. This underlying yeah, issue. This <laughs> underlying issue, it seems. But yeah, that was the uh, Genesis Foundation, mm. whatever you would call it, of how I got to know who Isaac is. And that's how we used to speak about, we had English together and we just used to speak mostly about gaming. Just games that are coming out, games that we're playing. I didn't uh, I didn't come up in no rich family, man. So games getting our schemes. Preaching to, to the get choir, a, man. To get schemes. So any game I had... And I, used to, I remember GameStation. I'm getting old, man. GameStation used to have... GameStation doesn't exist. And the next thing I'm ha- going to say, it doesn't exist. Mm. And they had four for £20 games. Or they had two for £20 games. The and they had the new games that were like £50. Mm. Every time I'd go with my dad or, or and say, can I get a game? He'd say, don't you want any in the four for £20? Because he knew. <laughs> he knows that if I get four games for £20, maybe mm. you're occupied to play those games. Mm. And then... It's you're not coming back to me for games. Yeah. 
And he's like, okay, fine. Do you want a two for twenty pound game? <laughs> and I won that one game that's fifty pounds because <laughs> it's new. Of course. <laughs> but then that means economically it makes sense if I just get the four for ten, which I yeah. did sometimes. Mm-hmm. Second hand games. I used to trade in games. I used to go to different places, man. Like trade in and get, and then I started. Whenever old, I could use eBay, so I sold them on eBay. So different ways. I was always like loved sort of and that's I think which we'll talk about later the concept of having a game as well Mm -hmm. something where like our generation like I'm used to that Mm. more than downloading but I've always been a sort of gaming Concert, yeah. yeah. But I stopped for a bit, which you can go into. Mm, well. well, as you can tell, um, listeners, <clears throat> Jordan's like a big fan of gaming, so he's gonna fit perfectly into this episode. Moving on, um, we did touch on the BAFTAs in our last episode, and it's a thing that we can't really go into detail about because, as you know, me and my co-host Andy, we absolutely love God of War. There's bias here. If we could, we would only speak about God of War, but. Jordan is a massive fan of Red Dead, recently completed it, and, you know, we're just going to go through some of the BAFTA uh, nominees and, you know, have a little bit of debate about, you know, who should get the award, God of War or Red Dead. Um, and we'll give a little bit of love to Spider-Man because, you know, got a couple Let's give love to Spider-Man. I love Spider-Man. Yeah, it's I a good feel, game. Yeah, <clears throat> I feel Spider-Man has been really hard done by by a lot of award platforms and, mm-hmm. yeah, I think it does deserve some love. Yeah, definitely. I think it just came out with the wrong games like if it came out maybe last year or uh, yeah, next year it did come out last year sorry not last year um, let's say we're in 2018 and it came out last year in 2017 yeah, you know, yeah sure or this year but um, no just like it's competition has been like really good as well which is good for like gaming as a whole because you know we've got more choice we've got more yeah, games yeah. to play great games to play which is what you want because consoles are quite expensive you want to get you know bang for your buck so bang I think we'll start with <laughs> sorry <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I think we'll start with artistic achievement. So, God of War and Red Dead are up for that. Who do you think should win, guys? We'll start with you, Andy. You you haven't played Red Dead. That's the thing. I and haven't... I haven't played God of War. Mm. So... Oh, if anything, you know what then? Let's take a step back. Jordan, tell us what you think about Red Dead. Give us your own, you know, quick summary, quick review, if you will. Quick review? Mm. Good. A slightly quicker <laughs> review. I, you know what? Red Dead is one of my absolute favourite games. Mm-hmm. I loved Red Dead Redemption 1. Mm-hmm. Loved the Undead Nightmare. I didn't play the Red Dead Revolver original, which it was based upon, but I don't think was I needed to. Was that on PlayStation 2? I think it was. Okay. <clears throat> but I don't, I don't think I need to. Mm-hmm. Um, it's not really re- relevant. Mm-hmm. But Red Dead is like... I just love it. I love the storyline. I love the characters. Mm-hmm. I love the gameplay. I love how true it is to uh, the West. There's so much detail as well. In this game, obviously, it came under fire for having working 60 hours a week yes. for the people. And because and you could see the horse's balls freeze. <laughs> <laughs> I think that's just great That's how much to detail. detail. That's, the de- how, that's how much detail. detail. Of which I mm. didn't really uh, find out that I didn't mm. seek that out. Didn't seek it out from uh, looking yeah. in it. And I still don't really care. I mean, to any developers listening, I am trying to get into the video game industry, and if you want some balls animated, I would not mind going for a trainee position on that. Be good exposure, literally. Are you just gonna? Are you just gonna mold your own balls? Hmm? <laughs> I could. 
What do you think the video game industry is like, Isaac? That there's going to be a specific role for you to be trainee ball developer in a game. Where, what, where Red Dead was a big game. There was a lot of crunch. <laughs> they could have used an extra man on the ball sack. You know what? They actually, what there was, there's actually, I bet you there's files at Rockstar's offices where it's like horse balls. Yep. And that's yep. the <laughs> responsibility to sort that apart in the game. So of which I think, listen, man, you could have avoided your 60 hour work week and um, controversy. But probably not having someone work on that project or certain things. I, I, you know, I. But I know you. I know you're gonna say, but go on. I think the ball sacks didn't take that much time. If you took it out, there'd still be a lot of crunch. Anyway, it's not about the ball sacks. Why I love Red Dead. Are you sure? I'm sure. Okay. I just love every. I love voice acting. Mm-hmm. Uh, like I said, gameplay, the soundtrack of which there isn't a lot of music there, mm-hmm. is very good when it is. Mm-hmm. I'll say that terms of detail i like the sounds because there's just so much i'm i don't know if i'm being too sort of general with my review but with games because when i play games story is important Mm -hmm. and then everything around that how it uh, rotates around that story everything around it i love Mm -hmm. i just truly love the game for me so tell us more about the story story is about a group of misfit bandits who are on the run from having a robbery And then you play as Arthur Morgan, who is one of these people, and it's the prequel to Red Dead Redemption 1. Mm-hmm. So John Marston is in it. So it's about how the gang broke up. Because Red Dead 1 is about John Marston trying to find his old gang members and having to kill them in order to get amnesty from the government and work on his farm. Mm-hmm. And it's a, this game is about John's time in the gang, but you don't play as John, you play as Arthur Morgan. And he just... It's literally the same thing with Red Dead Cowboy Chases, robberies, doing all of this sort of stuff. And it's really like the great American novel in video games because it's got everything. It's like great piece of Americana, everything there. And he've added like one of his people there's a Native American guy and women that are around. And uh, there's a con man, there's a guy that lends people money. And these are missions that you sort of do. And then you can update your camp mm-hmm. as well. And your camp moves throughout the game. And that's how it, it's a good way to explore the map because... Mm-hmm. The camp moves and you're in a different part of the map and then you have to explore that through the missions. They do it in a good way. like um, So I really enjoyed that. So that's the basically the story and then it's about Arthur's journey. And it's eventually... I'm not really spoiling it because Red Dem- Redemption 1 is the ending. The, basically, the only thing I can spoil is the middle of the game mm-hmm. because obviously that's what you you do it, but you know what the end's going to be. Yeah. And so, which is really good because you're playing and like, oh, when's it going to happen? You know, because you, you know what the ending is. You're like, when's right. it going to happen? Mm-hmm. When are they going to break up? Yeah. This is what's going to happen. When's it going to happen? So, um, and it's just leading to the breakup of the guy and why they break up. Mm. And it's just really good. I think games that are really cool where you know the ending, but you can still enjoy the game. Yeah. The journey is like quite good. So I'll go ask now, what was the gameplay like? Re- uh, vast, man. Mm-hmm. Like, you're just, it's so much to explore. Like, you're just riding around. There's certain things I don't like. I don't like the ride. I don't like the concept, but I like fast travel yep. for me personally. Is there no fast travel? There is, but it's hard. It's not good. Like, you, you have to go back to your camp. Mm-hmm. And then if you're at your camp, you can go fast travel. But I can't fast travel. I could be wrong. Maybe I can't even do it. But I don't think that's true. But when you're camping somewhere, I can't fast travel somewhere else. So I sort of have to ride. But you can take a train. Okay. So you can take other transport or stagecoach, which is okay. Mm-hmm. Um, but then if you have bounties and stuff it's hot you can't really get that sort of you, you can you can't get a stagecoach but I think you can get a train so there's a bit of limitations but th- the first thing that comes to mind is a game is just so flipping fast it's so big mm-hmm. it takes you 
it will take maybe literally on the game maybe half an hour to get from one end of the map to the other so it's quite a large map yeah yeah yeah, it's a massive map would you say it's bigger than Breath of the Wild I haven't played Breath of the Wild that's fair enough is it on level with Grand Theft Auto 5 yeah, it's because you're on horseback, you know. Mm. I think Grand Theft Auto Five is a bit bigger, but it's because you can get across easily, you can move faster. Do you know? So, mm-hmm. and you know, I've, I I think I still haven't explored the full map. Oh really? Yeah, because there's still parts of it that is blocked out, but I haven't gone there because I've completed the game and you don't need to go there. Mm. So I haven't just gone back there. Mm. So I'm not too sure. It's great to see a game like that because it means there's still more to explore. There's probably a new quest there and you never really finish the game. So if you go back in, you can probably find something new. Yeah. It's a bit like Skyrim in that sense. There's always mm. something, there's always something to, to do. do. Mm, that's pretty cool. All right, fair enough. Is there any other things you want to tell us about uh, Red Dead? What you should you? play it. You should play it, man. I highly recommend you play it. Mm. For me, when I play a video game, like it's a film, like because I see it as like it's a film. It's a piece of film. It's like you feel emotions playing it and you're part of the story and just know it's like what you just said it's really cool because you know what the ending is going to be and you're waiting for Mm. it so just finding out why that sort of breaks up and I just I just love it I just love it I just I just love it it's just beautiful to play easy to go through there I I am frustrated by certain things in the game and I think I'm a bit tight you know in the game a bit tight with my money you know like with my potions and stuff like when I'm dying I'm like mm. but I won't die I'll use it I won't die I'll just stay here I'm tight I'm a bit tired of potions mm. so you know when you're playing the game and you're using potions can you go into the menu pause the game use the potions then go back into battle or is it like all live you have to use the potions take cover, while you're take, take, take cover it's not po- it's called I can't remember what it's called but it's not potions yeah also you will be happy to know I found a glitch in the game that someone at work told me about oh, I love glitches the glitch is you find this abandoned cabin and there's a gold bar and the gold bar is worth $500 or something like that which is a lot of money like because it's hard to get money around in the game so but the glitch is if you pause it and save it at the point you can pick up 12 gold bars and get, and then sell, you sell them off to a fence mm. so and I did the glitch but I didn't save the game because I was like I'll play the game I Rockstar want and I don't trust Rockstar they might do something with fucks yeah. in the game there yeah. <laughs> so I was like I did the glitch but I didn't save it Mm. But I was just checking it worked and it actually works. Oh, nice so it's like one. easy for you to just have a bit of money to go around because it's mm. a bit hard. Money's not uh, just like that easy mm. in the game, so um, you can run out of it. Yeah, that's no, so really good. So it's really good. Is there anything you'd want to improve on then, apart from the? Yeah, can I have a fast horse, horse please? <laughs> <laughs> and can I get to somewhere quicker? Beat me to it. <laughs> can I get somewhere quicker as well? We want our games realistic, but not so realistic it inconveniences the player. Yeah. Uh, Incon- no. it it wastes my time yeah sounds like an inconvenience yeah yeah. yeah. I don't like I don't like my time mm. being wasted in gaming and uh, games do do that a lot mm. no that's fair enough alright so um, this is great so we've got Jordan's opinion on Red Dead <clears throat> me and Andy absolutely love God of War and we will always sing its praises so I think we can go straight into some of the nominees our nominations that are shared between Red Dead 2 and, and God, of God of War and we'll throw in some love for Spider-Man as well Obviously. Obviously. So, first nomination we're going to talk about is Artistic Achievement. Jordan, do you want to go first on this? What were the, no- what were the nominees for Artistic Achievement? Or the only what, two the that matter. one? Yeah, it's a <laughs> <of four. laughs> And Red Dead. Okay, Spider-Man's right, no, but in I, this too. Okay, I'll say, I'll say this. Mm. Um, I haven't played God of War, but I've seen the trailers of it, and it looks beautiful. Mm. But then, like you say, every game looks good. Every game looks so, beautiful. it's a bit hard to say that about mm. artistic design. So, so, what about this? <clears> Tell us what why you think Red Dead might win artistic achievement 
it's very true to the West, mm-hmm. Noir West. I think if there was any reason to give it that, it would be because it's very true to the background of what the, the story is about. Mm-hmm. It's very, it's like very true to it, fishing and riding around and moving from camp to camp as a cowboy. But then, obviously, God of War has made it a whole world and just made it true to this world that they've created mm-hmm. around it. Mm-hmm. So it's very variable, sort of. Okay, Andy. So you want me to say why God of War could win artistic achievement? Yeah. Yeah, to go off of what Jordan said, basically, the team Santa Monica pretty much gave himself a hard job, you know, coming off the success of the God of War series where they came, they kind of had Greece as the world mm-hmm. and they had to start again, strip all that away and create a new world based off a different part of our world but they had to also put their own creative flair on it and to make it not too real that it's boring but not too distant that it doesn't look recognisable and I think what they've done with the other realms like Alfheim, Helheim, Musfelheim just goes to show that they really cared about making this game all the trolls Atreus face has a lot of scars Mm. and they're done in a way that it looks like a real face Mm. like this boy has really gone through some trauma and his face is cut up or whether he was born with those birthmarks but stuff like that stuff like um, the world tree Mimir Mm. and his missing eye I think they've gone to great efforts to modify ancient Norse and I think that's why God of War is up for the award for artistic achievement. Yeah. I've, I've got a question. What would you consider a game that hasn't done that well? In terms of art? Yeah. I've got my answer there. So that's a loaded question then. <coughs> You've got your answer. It's hard to say because for me personally, I'm looking for games that I that I want to play, that I want to try. And if I'm going to play a different game, it's got to be something else that someone's recommended to me. And I'm sure the people in my circle and my friends are going to recommend me good games, not, you know, crap. So, uh, I don't know. I, don't, I can't answer that right now, actually. I've played a lot of good games this year, last year. And visually-wise, nothing's really let me down. Unless you want me to go all the way back to that PS1. But even then, when those graphics came out, they were amazing for the time. So, I can't answer that. Andy? Yeah, that's a tough question. Are you talking about this generation? No, any, any game. game. Yeah. Any but game. any game ever? Any game ever, yeah. Oh, well, this changes things. Simpsons Wrestling was poor. Okay, fair enough. In terms of looks? Yes. In terms of looks, it's pixelated. From what I can remember, mm-hmm. it didn't look very good. Like, Hit and Run, but to be fair, that's the generation after. Hit and Run is amazing. Hit and Run is a great looking game. I was going to say, if you disrespect it, right now. That's what I'm amazing. trying to say. Hit and Run was done oh, very well. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I always call that. And you can't kill anyone. It's really safe. Yeah, so just roll over. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I think when Matt Gronin um, first played the game, all he did was kick Marge all the way down to the quickie <laughs> mark. Like, it was crazy. It's all he did. Wow. And they were worried that he'd hate the violence, but no, he was he was on board for it. Like, it's weird, yeah, it's not really it. a violent game. It's even though you, you're doing everything yeah, violent. Exactly. It's, weird, it's yeah. Tom and Jerry violent. Yeah, yeah. Mm. You know people are gonna be safe, they'll come back. Yeah. 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 Hmm, a game that's poor visually, that is tough. Jump force. Oh was that? yes. What was that? So that's like anime Smash Bros. 
it's a collaboration of a lot of different manga and anime where you get characters such as Goku, Ichigo, Luffy, Yugi and they all fight each other in this kind of battle royale setting and the Japanese went for this particular art direction because they thought it would appeal to us dumb westerners <laughs> but I think it looks ugly because they look too when you try to make something that shouldn't be real look real it looks horrible like that it looks like a clunky mess yeah because then they can't get away with all the liberties they take in the anime you can't really get away with Naruto's whiskers now you can't really get away with the way Luffy stretches yes. now and all the yeah. nonsense he does you can't really get away with the insane hair they have in Dragon Ball Z it just doesn't have that same like, charm yeah exactly it's lost like the great thing about manga is manga, anime, all that they all have their own like unique art style yeah. um, and for me that's what attracts me to an anime so you get a lot of animes that have like a similar looking art style mm-hmm. and if that's the case already I don't want anything to do with it because like I know it sounds bad, but it just all seems like the same. And unless that's got a really good story, I'm not going to want anything to do with it. If it's got a really good story and the art style is similar to something else, I can live with that, but it really puts me off. If it's got its own unique art style, then I'm more interested. I'm more curious about the characters because a lot of the time, if an anime has got its own unique art style, the characters in it will have their own uniqueness to set them apart from other characters and it's good to see so you'll see in something like Hunter x Hunter you'll see in Naruto because there were so many different styles in such a bleak world because at the start Naruto was dark and you even see it in like Dragon Ball Z there are a lot of flipping out like in their world they live with creatures that aren't even human mm-hmm. um, they go yeah. in outer space like there's so much going on and what Jump Force has done is they've taken away all of that colour all of that charm as you said and they've left us with some generic fighter and I don't really want anything to, just from the look alone I don't want anything to do with it and I know people aren't enjoying the gameplay as well so <laughs> it's a flop in all cylinders to quickly go on from your point this is why I don't like live action anime this is how I know where um, an anime is good mm-hmm. when they make a western live action of it yeah <laughs> because it's always going to be shit then I think oh, I have to watch the anime you know yeah. I would never be like I'm going to watch that film yeah, like, material. damn the anime must be good yeah. they tried to, they tried, <laughs> to milk it yeah, all they tried, yeah they tried to milk it so much mm. so that's how I judge it mm-hmm. so that's why I'm, you told me to watch Death Note and I'm watching Death Note and they've made a real vet live version yes. and, I'm like, and I'm like Death Note must be good then <laughs> so good that's your benchmark yeah. <laughs> so yeah. mm. about- my, my one yep. was Minecraft do you okay. think so? Yeah, because okay. obviously it's a good mode game, but it's still blocks. Oh, yeah. <laughs> no, I can see where I you're think going with that. That's the charm of Minecraft oh. as well. Though. Yeah, but it's not art design. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not gonna, it's not an achievement. Yeah, it's not. It's, like, it's just all blocks. But I understand the like what the base of the game is, building and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. It's blocks, mate. <laughs> <laughs> you're not winning art design from me for blocks. That's fair enough. But um, the game is loved worldwide, so. I think they're okay with that. I yeah, think yeah. they're, they're going to take that L and yeah. take all the other Ws that have come their way. Yeah, yeah, yeah. To be fair, not every game needs to be a visual masterpiece. Mm, you can get away with, like, pixelated games mm-hmm. if the gameplay and the story makes up for it. Artistic achievement, you know, I think two to one. So for stream costs, it's going to go to God of War. But um, really great points from you, Jordan, for Red Dead. You can get so, the consolation prize. Get the consolation prize. Yeah. <laughs> We're going to move on to... (laughs) 
Well, you know, to be fair, actually, look, Spider-Man, you know, is nominated for artistic achievement and it is a really good-looking game. I it is. Like. Yeah, it's a really yeah. good-looking game. Performer now. Again, you got Red Dead, you got God of War, and uh, Spider-Man wasn't nominated for that, unfortunately. Oh, Doctor Octopus was magnificent, Lovely man. in that film. It exactly. was so good in mm, that. I agree. Me and my friend were talking about, like, oh, the guy who plays Doctor... It's weird, like, we're playing the game mm. and we're like... But the guy who played him was... It's like it's a film, but we're like... There's so much to mm. rate in a game but me and him were like Dr. Octopus was so good in it man yeah, exactly. he, I mean he was the best actor in that game to be honest mm. um, not that everyone was shit I agree no I agree I'm thinking about it now mm. and although I I found Yuri um, really good and uh, Yuri Lowenthal okay so to not confuse everyone I'm talking about the the girl, the woman, who, yeah, the Asian police, yes, yeah. the Asian mm-hmm. police officer, and then I'm talking about the actor who played Peter Parker. Yeah, those okay. are really good, mm-hmm. but I think Doctor Octopus was like by far like yeah. more complete. And you see more of Doc Ock as compared to Yuri, because I yeah. mean in DLC you see a bit more Yuri, yeah. but Doc Ock is prevalent in the game, and he's got a really powerful story with Peter Parker yeah. that really adds to his yes, character. Absolutely. Um, and you see him go through such a range of emotions and feelings and states of being, actually. Um, when I first played the game, me and Andy agreed. Didn't really see how he would go from, you know, Professor Octavius to Doc Ock by the end of it. Because at the start, like, there's mm-hmm. such a close bond between teacher and student. Yeah. And towards the end, all of that is severed and he's now a different man. And you're like, wow. It's not... It, it, I, they can correct me if I'm wrong but it's mm. not like in the uh, comic books but I'm glad they've made this change in the game mm. like to reinvent the character basically mm. I really enjoy that they've sort of done that and it's the same thing like we said about Red Dead because that's the prequel to mm. one mm-hmm. so but we know what's going to happen in the end yeah exactly but throughout we're playing Spider-Man like oh when's it going to happen when's he going to turn yeah. I was like I was like when's he going to turn evil mm. when's he? And when he makes the hand and you're like oh it's coming it's coming yeah. he, he thinks he's changing the world yeah. but he's coming, <laughs> like he's ruining his life and everyone else's so mm. yeah so I really like him no that's really good a um, good villain yeah is a good villain is someone where sometimes you see why they do it Yes. In everything, you see, like, okay, that's how they think, but mm-hmm. they're wrong. Like mm-hmm. Thanos, we always talk about Thanos because mm-hmm. I think Thanos is. Go on, say it. No, go on, say it. Say it. I think Thanos. Go on, say it. Thanos's idea, he's in, his heart is in the right place, but his actions aren't. Mm-hmm. Do you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. I can't say Thanos is right because I could be the people that he kills off. <laughs> <laughs> but if you weren't the person he killed off, you think he was right? Yeah, maybe. Yeah. <laughs> Shameless. Well, maybe. <laughs> I said maybe. I said maybe. I said maybe. I said maybe. But if we all, if we all, if if yeah, like oh, there's a comedian I made that. It's like you know the guy that's just like cuts you off while you're driving. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Now he's gone. <laughs> <laughs> the rude driver that's just like causing havoc or whatever. That guy that pushes in front of you in line. Mm-hmm. Right. Now he's gone, mate. But counter argument. What if that one guy who ruined your day? All of his life, he was a saint and he had one bad day. What, well, he's gone? No, but you would, if you're a saint, you wouldn't do that. No, but one bad day no, happened. No, there was one bad day. No, no, no. one bad day. He pays the price for his... Wow, no mercy here. So it looks like we've got a wild card for performers from Streamcast. We want Doc Ock. <laughs> yeah, 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 that's actually true. Arthur Morgan, the guy that played him, was really good. Dutch mm. Vander Wild and uh, the guy that plays him in Red Dead's really, and he's good in the first one. John Marston, Rob, I can't remember his surname, Rob something. Mm-hmm. He's so good. 
it's interesting how they cast them as well because I read about them and they just like actors or this rockstar are notoriously secretive. Mm-hmm. I've been trying, man. I want to be in rockstar game. I've been trying. If they listen to this, hire me. I'll do any voice, anything. Give us a voice now, then. This is my voice. There you go. He's not hired. But I love like um. You know what? To be honest, though, at least I where I can confidently say, let them research my stand up online and mm. then they can know I can do the voice. Oh, nice one. Simple, isn't it? Speaking right. of Jordan's stand-up, I hear he does a great Barack Obama. Is this true? No. <laughs> There's more to the bit. <laughs> He's just being difficult. He won't give it to us. No, but the thing is, it's just, it's just... You know what's funny? I don't want to go into me, but I will, it goes briefly. I find it hard to do certain things with a few people, but I easy to do on stage. Mm-hmm. Does that make sense? So when I'm on stage... Or I have so to what you're it, saying is you're an exhibitionist? Am I? I don't want to be naked. I'm not uh, to be naked. Is that what an exhibitionist is? No, oh, I, don't think, I think that's a different word. Oh, is it? Yeah. Oh. You are sort of naked on the stage, though. Andy, that's why I quit gaming, by the way. I got a platinum trophy in Arkham City and failed my A-levels. Arkham Asylum and failed my A-levels, so then I stopped gaming. But you got the platinum. <laughs> so you won? Yeah, I won. <laughs> you won? I won the battle and lost the war. <laughs> no, this is like that warrior meme. I've won. But at what cost? <laughs> <laughs> and then um, I think our other uh, nominees for performer are Christopher Judge, who played Kratos. Indeed, oh, yes. Nice, I like what you did there. I haven't played God of War and he sounds fantastic yeah. as well before I watched him. So. Great voice. We have Danielle uh, Biscuti, I hope I'm saying that right, for Freya, Jeremy Davis for The Stranger, and we have Sonny Suljic for Atreus. So, um, Andy, your thoughts on who you think should get uh, the award? Yeah. yeah uh, there was no no one else? It was just God of War and Red Dead? Oh, um, there's one for the person who played Mysterious in um, Assassin's Creed Odyssey. Oh, okay. Yeah. All right. Jeremy Davis, Stranger. who was the stranger who turns out to be bolder. Mm-hmm. I think he should get the performer of the year. Although... Everyone else has been solid, and uh, I think Roger Clark voices Arthur Morgan. He yeah, Roger w- Clark, correct. He won the award on the Game Awards, so mm-hmm. very stellar contender. work. Mm-hmm. Yeah, interesting. I've not played Red Dead Two because I don't have eighty four oh, years so to mm-hmm. waste. Mm-hmm. You need eighty four years, and it's worth the eighty four years. I just don't have that time. I don't have eighty four years to play a game, so one game. What we need is a hyperbolic time chamber. You know what? Yes. A hyperbolic time chamber that has electricity. Yes. I would live there. I think this this should be gaming's next move. Create the hyperbolic time chamber for the busy man who's got work but wants to play games. Squeeze in yep. your lunch break. That that's the couple years. Get back to work. It's a trillion dollar idea. Exactly. Sorry, I can, just I just want to ask. You have the hyperbolic time yes. chamber, and you decide to play games. Yes. Not work games. Okay. Yes. Just, no, just, I'm just checking. Yes, there, okay. There'd be a gym in the corner. So. Oh, obviously, yeah, yeah. yeah. So, so, so I get your point, Virgin. Uh, Jordan, very sorry. Jim from Pokemon Go to see him. Yeah, Jim there, from Pokemon Go name. Damn it! I told you. This is why. I told you. It's a good name, isn't it, Jim from Pokemon? I thought everyone named him Jim. It's put in my head now. <laughs> and then, um, but let's just go quickly back to um, but, yeah, to performer. I think yeah. uh, Jeremy Davis should get it for the Stranger, aka Boulder, because. He was able to portray and convey a very wide range of emotions very well. He was able to play 
a Joker-esque character. He was loopy, he was crazy, he was pretty much batshit crazy. And every time he came on screen, every time you heard his voice, you know, some some craziness was going to go down mm-hmm. because he brought trouble. He was actually a good guy. He's one of the most beloved he's one of the most beloved gods in all of the Aesir kind. And I just think he's just the best all-rounded uh, performer in God of War. Christopher Judge, I won't be mad if he gets it because he's his work is solid. Absolutely. Like, I was very sceptical of Corey making the call to replace TC, who had been Kratos for over 10 years. Mm. But I get it. The new design for Kratos, the new temperament. Kratos was more or less a new Kratos. Kratos 2.0. Yes. And we needed a different voice, a different performer to portray that Kratos. The anger had to go. But you still wanted the underlying anger to still remain. Yeah. Mm. It's Kratos, but a different Kratos. And I think Judge did that. Did his portrayal very well. Freya was amazing. Indeed. As as in, she was able to, you know, play her role very well as the god he doesn't want to let everyone else know she's a god. She was pretty much female Kratos in this game. Right until, you know, you kill her son in front of her. Spoiler alert. That's a, what a spoiler. I'm not sorry. And then... <laughs> we at Streamcast apologise if your playing of God of War has been diminished by this podcast. We do not take responsibility and we hope you enjoy the rest of the game. But yeah, Freya does that <clears throat> 10 out of 10 bit where she snaps and she threatens him and she goes on this rant. And she says she's going to, like, lay Kratos to waste and hang his intestines from different realms. And, yeah, that was awesome. My bones were chilling. I got goosebumps. This is what performance is. This is what voice actors... I'm telling you, man. Because even... I'm talking about a game that's so old. But when I'm playing Batman and stuff is... Well, I even... I relate to Red Dead. When you hear the pain of what's... Because stuff happens, like, it's a lot of painful experiences. Mm -hmm. And you hear that in their voices. And this is someone who's speaking into a mic portraying that. Right, so not really. Maybe they're using their body if they're using the uh, what, I can't remember what it's called, import or camera. It's called, but they, if they can give those emotions, what Andy says, you know, they they're doing so well, man. Mm-hmm. A quick point in God of War, they didn't record the voices the traditional way as we're oh, doing now. Oh, nice. In God of War, they actually did use mocap bodies, ah, and the, there was mics on the suit. So the boy and Judge were actually in a makeshift boat when they were recording their lines so they actually had to talk to each other and I think that helps because you have that person there to bounce off you can read their face and read it boy (laughs) and because I I like voice acting I I like the the craft so um, I know quite a bit about anime voice acting it's very difficult what they do especially English voice actors for anime they don't know who they're talking to as in they're not recording it face to face so they're having to react based off what they imagine the line is going to sound like Simpsons do that very difficult because they don't do it together and they film everything separate that's a good point so like they have to learn to sort of like perform those lines yeah and, um, properly without yeah. the other person I think voice actors deserve more respect they're not voice actors they're actors yeah 100% I want to be a voice actor when I grow up nice 
born in China. <laughs> when I grew up. <laughs> yeah, man. Yeah, man, your thick, luscious beard. My what? thick, luscious beard. You know what I mean? I think it's clear from this segment that everyone nominated for the uh, Performer Awards, including who we haven't mentioned yet, well, by name, Melissa Anthe uh, Mahut, I hope I'm saying that right, who played Cassandra in Assassin's Creed Odyssey, uh, Cassandra the Mystious, um, who is a mercenary. And she's got a really good performance in that. I haven't played it myself, but I've seen my girlfriend play a little bit of it. Um, As it says that a lot on this podcast, isn't it? I haven't played that, but I see my girlfriend play it. Only about <laughs> do you play any, only about Do you play any games, Isaac? As long as it's not oh. Assassin's Creed. Yes, He's actually. got his foot on your neck, bro. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, and she's done like a really good portrayal. Um, some of the scenes that I've seen, they're quite powerful. Uh, some of them when like, she, you know, she meets her. So, spoiler alert. In the game, she's looking for her mother, so she meets her mother. They have really good dialogue. There are certain scenes where, like, she'll because you can like flirt with anyone and like you can create relationships, and those are done quite well. A um, little bit of banter, making the choices, her reactions to things, it's all really well done. Because in this game, there's choice. So the fact that you can you can have lots of different pathways and you can still get a good reaction, a good delivery, a good performance. I think that's really good because more would have had to gone into that performance as well. Um, but to sum up, I think everyone nominated for the performer uh, category, I think they're all winners. I think they've all done really good things. In Red Dead, Roger Clark, he's already won an award, um, and I'm not surprised. I believe Christopher Judge has also won an award yes, for his performance. Yes, exactly. Yeah. Um, these are all great performances. Arthur is so good. Yeah, Arthur exactly. Warren. Yeah, um, I'm going to throw Doc in there as well, because like he should definitely be a wild card. Yeah, man. We really enjoyed his performance. So, um, so yeah, it just goes to show you the, the talent that we've got in the game industry, and we're really lucky to have it as gamers. I think now we're going to move on to the uh, next award. Um, oh wait, so to, to sum up, uh, everyone was a winner in that for us personally. Yeah, I think whoever wins deserves it. Yeah, exactly. We'd have no gripes. Then you've got audio achievement. Spider-Man has been nominated for this as well. So guys, let's, uh, let's have our thoughts. Jordan, Red Dead, why should, uh, <clears throat> why should Red Dead take it? 100% Red Dead should take it over Spider-Man. I'm going to tell you the things that are good in, in Red Dead and the things that are bad in Spider-Man, right? Mm-hmm. So I'm playing Red Dead... I'm, it's the vast I'm in the swamp I'm hearing the crocodiles in the river I'm hearing the birds chirping that I need to kill that I kill so I can get them and sell them I find that I don't even they don't even earn that much money but that's a whole other gripe I hate that but, in games yeah, yeah that's a whole other gripe but I'm, I'm there I'm in the swamp especially it's the swamp where you usually notice the great things um, great sounds and when you're in the city of Saint-Denis Saint-Denis when you're there mm. and it's like all the city and hustling bustling you're like oh everything's happening here little crunches when you're just like with the boots and stuff you know I noticed that sort of that sort of level to detail rather than the horse balls mm-hmm. right is what I care about mm-hmm. you know I respect but, that so yeah, it's like yeah. it's mm-hmm. like just can we stop shafting the balls alright hey, <laughs> hey. sorry that was not bad write that down I will actually add it to your set maybe hey, hey. <laughs> so I'm on this podcast right <laughs> <laughs> so um yeah, but those are the sort of things when you push the door open, the bell, you know, just little, uh, little, you know, little things. Mm. That I just, I just re, really notice. Um, is there anything bad in terms of the sound in Red Dead? The script, the you know, the gun. It's a bit annoying, like just. But maybe that's realistic with gunshots and stuff. But it's mm. like, it might be unrealistic when you can hear someone and then there's gunshots and you know maybe that's not realistic, but it's useful because I'm playing the game and I need that. So. Um, yeah, but there's just little things, man. 
this the, the sounds that really I like is the little things that make everything better and that's what I enjoyed about Red Dead mm-hmm. uh, Spider-Man I can't take the fucking laser you know those the hench the what are they called Sable Sable mm-hmm. lasers fuck that man that's too much sound <laughs> man no man you don't, I don't want Spider-Man winning it for that reason just for that wow. reason because it's just it's just it's just constant lasers mm-hmm. you know it's just constant lasers yeah, <laughs> that's and, yeah. And yeah I was like it's jarring it's mm-hmm. jarring man and because I'm someone that does listen to the audio a lot and enjoy mm. certain stuff and I, I like what is good about Spider-Man you know when you're web swinging and you can hear the wind or stuff like that you know? yeah. like, things like that is really cool mm. but the fucking lasers man no so the lasers <coughs> take you over the, uh, the web swinging and the yes man yes man because wow, it's annoying it's, it's annoying mm. it's annoying it's annoying give me more Doc Ock and less lasers <laughs> <laughs> that's fair enough Andy God of War mm. similar to what Jordan said with Red Dead 2 you can hear everything and when that's done well in a game it doesn't feel like you're playing a game it feels like you are living in someone's world you are living a day in someone else's life with God of War you can hear the fish jumping when you're in the boat things that you don't notice you would notice if they weren't in the game so like a raven in the background if you don't hear it but you see it then it's a bit like why is it there Mm -hmm. if you're fighting and you pick up your axe, you expect to hear something. Mm-hmm. Every time you call back the axe, it makes that heavenly thud, you yeah, know? That, that makes you thud. feel like you're 500 pounds and just 100% muscle. Mm. That's when I deadlift when I hear that. <laughs> I'm going to the gym and just slap some weights on. <laughs> slap someone. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, all of that. Certain points in the game, for example before you fight your first revenant you can hear her talking to herself in the distance and that and there's no music so that adds an air of mystique and intimidation because mm. you don't know what that is when I went in but I just wanted to leave I was like no exactly. I don't do this I actually did that yeah. I went in the cave and went back out because mm. I was like yeah I'm not really <laughs> feeling that but you can't go any other way so it's like okay you have to go in there mm. that is great making me feel emotions in a game is amazing because games are a form of entertainment and what we're getting now is a lot more games that are very story driven better stories than certain movies that are being churned out right now Mm -hmm. than certain shows that are deservedly cut off right now and now we are you know older we're more intelligent we are able to appreciate these stories good stories like God of War have the audio the SFX to back that up God of War should win it no so I really liked your your points guys admittedly the only thing that um, I would concede to Red Dead 2 is because it's in still quite a populated world right because you're in the wild west there's still quite a few people there whereas in God of War it's kind of barren Mm. there's not many people but there are many trolls draugas um, revenants demons so there is people Mm -hmm. but not like NPCs so Mm. Let me just t- let me just stop you right there, Andy. Although you're right, it's quite sparse in Red Dead. But there's times when you're just hanging out in a area. Next thing you know, some bounty hunters are after you. It's fucking annoying, right? Because it's just sometimes, but I always kill them. Mm. Never get me. Oh, and nice. then even in real life as yeah, well. Never get you. <laughs> awesome, awesome. And then uh, there's a there's a part in Red where you're just there camping, and there's this incestuous family. 
that live in the area, mm-hmm. and then that, yeah, they like they're all like, "What's mm-hmm. our area, buddy? If you're gonna mm-hmm. camp here, you know, you gotta pay something for us." And then I can't remember what they do to him, mm-hmm. and then like they have a gun to his, and and then they just don't shoot him. They just reminding him that's their area, mm-hmm. and then it's quite cool, just quite cool because there's fucking nothing there, and then suddenly there's a guy that you wake up and there's a guy, and it's little things I don't read that that make it cool. Yeah, as well. No, that's pretty cool. Well, so um, I think in terms of audio achievement, uh, Jordan's made some really good points. The fact that you can hear your surroundings, you interact with your surroundings when you walk around, you can hear the, the mush, the leaves, the bears, that's really cool. Jordan hates the lasers, so we're not going to give it to Spider-Man. There's um, damn lasers. Yeah, there's damn lasers. God of War. Damn you, Spider-Man! <laughs> going on. What's the news thing that J. Jonah does? The news thing. In Daily Bugle. Oh, Daily Bugle. No, not the Daily Bugle. It's the thing. The, the podcast. Radio, the radio thing. Yeah, oh, oh, yeah. Uh, something with Jonah JJ. with the world. Something yeah. It's going to be on that. <laughs> so good, yeah. Um, and then God of War like you've got things like recording the acts as you've said even like hearing the ravens and that ravens. little like twinkle that's like really cool because you know you know what I'm, I'm inclined to give it to Red Dead but I think you know for Streamcast it's going to go to God of War the agenda wins the agenda. again I mean I think viewers viewers listeners we, we love our viewers uh, we love our viewers we love all we zero always, we, yeah. always, we love the viewers think we're all starting to see a pattern with, uh, with our opinions and God of War so let's move on to the next topic you need to send this podcast to someone at God of War at the company that makes God of War we'll add them we'll add them yeah yeah. yeah I think Corey once liked one of my tweets but do it this part I don't have to Kelly's PA obviously <laughs> this, this does did he? yeah, yeah he, he liked one of our tweets so we'll move on to narrative and we've actually got, you know, Spider-Man being nominated for this, uh, God of War being nominated for this, and Red Dead being nominated for this. So we'll start with Andy this time. Andy, why do you think God of War should uh, win the narrative? I think this is probably the most heated category. Mm, I think so too. Be- I, I'm going to chime in on this because a lot more. Because all three games I that I we are going to debate here, mm. you could argue deserve it. Mm-hmm. So I'm going to talk about God of War because it's a superior game to mm. Spider-Man. Mm-hmm. Elite mentality. It is. It's, it's probably the only 10 out of 10 game I've played. So, God of War. Sorry, I just want to ask, is God of War your 10 out of 10 game? Yes. And Spider-Man's 10 out of 10? 9 out of 10. Okay, alright. Mm. So. God of War, the story mode, it starts off with you know Kratos pretty much being where he left off in God of War Andy, 3 man, you got to stop you got, I'm getting emotional again man I love the intro to God of War I just love the way it starts and you can't do this to me man I don't want to tear off on on camera for our viewers I can't do sorry where's the camera <laughs> sorry for the listeners, for the listeners. <laughs> tear up on camera tear, well. up. tear up on camera on camera for the viewers on, on, <laughs> on, on, on camera he's on a completely for... different platform right now so I think he's baked <laughs> <laughs> half baked <laughs> But it starts off with Atreus being a regular son, and I didn't really mention him with the performer, but I wouldn't be mad if he won performer as well because he was he nailed his role. Mm, absolutely. He nailed it. Um, the relationship with Judge was just completely organic. You mm-hmm. could believe that they are father and son, even though one's black and one's white. It should be father and son. It should be because a sort of family game of the year. Yeah. I'm still upset it's not. I'm That's still upset, yeah. Absolute travesty. But... He, yeah, Atreus is just this innocent little boy who just wants his father's approval and Kratos is the cold father who never got love from his father so he doesn't know how to show it. This game is about a journey for the character and you. Mm-hmm. That is unique. I don't remember the last time I've got that. So most games, you start off weak and it's just about you getting stronger. 
but Kratos is strong and he stays strong for the entire game but it's about his emotional intelligence and this game does a beautiful job of getting Kratos to understand that he needs his son as much as his son needs him mm. this is the complete destruction of the Greek Kratos and the birth of the Nordic Kratos so the story is basically Boulder is uh, Thor's brother comes down to Kratos to find the giant who is Kratos' wife and Atreus' mother who is already dead at this point so a lot of miscommunication and uh, mistaken identity leads to Kratos and Boulder fighting throughout the entire game Kratos then mistreats his son basically throughout the first half of the game until he gets sick then he realises he loves his son he can't bear to be without his son goes all the way to Helheim He's been to hell in pretty much every game. He's got a season pass, let's be honest. Yeah. He's got a frequent <laughs> He's got the greatest ticket. oyster yeah. of all time. Exactly. Zone 1 to 666. <laughs> <laughs> Comes back, takes the bridgekeeper's heart to revive his son. Freya is a really great help at this point. Mimir's a really great help at this point. He is an anchor. He's like the third member of the uh, main trio. His jokes, his light-hearted approach to very serious situations mm. the way he just tells Boulder Magni and Modi to just piss off when he's literally hanging off a tree yeah I think if there was a a secondary antagonist performer award Mimir should get it I don't think he he's does not an antagonist he's a protagonist so, protagonist not antagonist um, if there was I don't, he doesn't do enough by himself and I don't think he can because he has to bounce off other people absolutely by himself he can't do as much but if there was an award for that I think Mimir should definitely get it yeah absolutely great performance side character of the year maybe yeah 100% but yeah the way he bounces off Atreus and Kratos and keeps that relationship from going stale is amazing he adds more questions and answers because he's the only one that notices that someone else blows the horn when Kratos and Atreus are nowhere near and it bugs me it bugs me but yeah the story Kratos ends up killing Boulder finally with some uh, if you know Norse mythology Boulder is impervious to everything apart from mistletoes Atreus (laughs) has a mistletoe arrow that Boulder punches which breaks his immortality and uh, Kratos kills him to prevent him from killing his mother because he sees himself in Boulder and Kratos everyone knows killed his mother and father and he couldn't bear to watch that happen again. So he kills Boulder. Boulder's mother would rather have let Boulder kill her than to see that. So she's pissed. And it's a great story that is open-ended as much as it is closed. Because mm. now there's so many questions. Like, where's Freya? Is she getting her wings for revenge? And how did Kratos get to Scandinavia in the first place? We don't know. That's why I think it's the best narrative. Nice. Jordan? Or what? Red Dead. I think I lost, you know. That was just a great description <laughs> of a God of War narrative, you know what I mean? Um, the story goes... Okay, well, the Red Dead, obviously, canon, if I'm using the right term, of the story is... Because it's a prequel, does this include... Cause, and you're, maybe some people have played the original and they haven't. But I... Because if you're such a fan of the original storyline and you're playing the second one, it's just even better. Because you do wonder when you're playing the first one, oh, what really happened, blah, blah, blah. And now that they've played two, all those questions are answered. They could even go further and do another prequel, probably. Um, But 
the narrative goes it's the story and then there's an epilogue and then that then the after the epilogue would be what Red Dead Redemption 1 is and I, I don't want to go into spoiling what happens in Red Dead but what I, one thing I will say is Arthur's de- uh, deterioration and you can take that however you want to say as the story progresses and how things happen and that's a really good thing to see someone uh, face face their mortality you know as we all and that's something that's very interesting um, as you go as it goes along I would say <clears throat> then uh, just how everything so I mentioned about them moving to camps so that's such a good way to enable you to explore the map or Rockstar make sure you only stay in one area because that's where your camp is and it's all relevant to the story why you're there so when you're in Saint Denis you're in the city because you need you need to capture something or find some I can't remember why you're there but it's a good way of giving you a reason of why you are at one point um I don't know from what Andy said I haven't played God of War maybe God of War is very more emotional than Red Dead is because Red Dead is primarily I feel focusing on one character rather than God of War is focusing on many different ones that's not to say that some games like The Last of Us which you really need to play Isaac but you're playing you're playing as these two characters and you feel the I generally feel the emotion when I'm playing Last of Us for these two characters Mm -hmm. Um, where Spider-Man is every, every fucking there's every fucking person in Spider-Man they're right? all there they're all there mm. but and there's a lot of characters in Red Dead but you're primarily focused on Arthur and John and uh, Dutch as well and then because it's tackling issues of the West which is really good there's a point which I really like something that I still f- uh, feel strongly about is the Native Americans so the Native American and how they're getting pushed out of their land and all of this stuff and they really tackle that issue in the game and how it's sort of done and how in a weird way they're being exploited because Dutch is trying to exploit them so he could get more time and then at the same time that's what actually happened to them they're getting exploited by everyone and how it sort of works and it's really good in terms of tackling things that were happening at the time because it's very sensitive as, as well because you're speaking about real issues it's mm-hmm. like there's one thing I will say for me and this is really important Assassin's Creed handled slavery really well because it's hard to tackle a subject like that when it happens so what they did was basically omit it but not but omit it by the oh fuck I don't care what's point at the end Assassin's Creed 3 sorry they omitted it and at the very end they show why so it's not really mentioned it's not they don't tell you if it's assassins or the Templars believe in slavery but it's mentioned like it's mentioned slavery happened but you don't see slaves you see slaves or whatever by the very end of the story when it's like freedom has been won you see a slave on the block mm-hmm. being sold and mm-hmm. it's a very good way to point that but how Red Dead to bring it back to Red Dead how they tackle certain real issues is quite interesting as well but it's just because that's the story the lay of the land is changing and stuff like that I think it's really good I, I wouldn't say I did feel emotional at the end of Red Dead because you see it coming you see how and why I say you see it coming because if you live a life of an outlaw you're going to die the life of an outlaw which to be honest I'm not spoiling it something like that happens it's a bit strange how it happens in the story but it's a really good way mm-hmm. so you just know the sort of thing and that's the point of it that's the point of it that the gang is breaking up and you yeah. see the gang always breaking they're always arguing why are they following Dutch but Dutch raised them what's the reasons why Dutch betrays one of them and stuff like that and you see all the telltale signs and Dutch reminds me of, you know my friend man I'm not going to name him Dutch reminds me of him, man. Mm. I went from school. Mm-hmm. Always got a plan. Mm. Always got a plan. Doesn't doesn't matter if it goes right. He's always got a plan. So I would say I'll make the decision for you, guys. I might have to give it to Andy. 
Because mm-hmm. Andy has described it better than how I have described Red Dead, even though I really enjoyed it. And that's why I play it mm-hmm. in the narrative. I mean, to be fair, from what you've said, you still make some really good points. Um, I'm not surprised you're giving it to Andy because God of War is one of the best games ever made. But the fact that... Yeah, are we, you really getting some money from God of War? I feel like you're getting some money. <laughs> you really getting paid? That'd be a bonus. Yeah. But I would just tell hey, you Corey, slip that check under the table. <laughs> <laughs> That's the part you sent to him, by the way. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> You've made some like, really good points about it and the fact that it doesn't shy away from the time period it's in. Yeah. And it, you know, addresses issues there. I think that's really good. And the fact that, like you said, if you've played this game before, there's more to it. And games yeah. like that are really cool. So God of War's like that as well. Like, if you've played the other games, the growth of Kratos means a lot more to you as well. But going back to Red Dead, the fact that if you've played the game, you can you can see how it begins and you you resonate with like some of these characters a bit more. And the fact that you know that it's all going to end and the fact that you see turmoil within, within the team, I feel like that is... Like obviously you've got the main plot, but this is a nice like underlying subplot, and you're just waiting for things to to break up. You want to see what's going to happen. You're going to see where the characters are going to go, and I think in terms of a narrative, that's really good because you know something's going to happen. You're just waiting for it to happen, and as you play the game, it's still a bit tense when you have these scenes with the gang. So I think in terms of narrative, like from what you told me, the last mission, the uh, stick wow, quite tense, man. Yeah. Red Dead sounds amazing, and it's something that I do need proper to find Western time for. style. Um, uh, you know that standoff. Oh, yeah. standoff yeah that happens a few times in the game we're like mm. finally man in a fucking cowboy game better be in here and it gets there <laughs> nice like that. Mm. put the gun down <laughs> don't do need to do this Micah don't want me to do this so it's really good but in terms of narrative I think Spider-Man was done really well what they did was and I love the fact they did this they ignored the movie tie-ins thank you for doing oh, that oh thank you well let's let's go there Isaac because you're right some movie titles are shit Right, they, actually, they usually are. Yep. But Spider-Man 1 and 2 wasn't. Spider-Man 2 is one of my favourite games ever. And I've that heard things about that. That is true. That's one of my, and that's my favourite... You need to play that. That's mm. an amazing I game. I need to try and Pizza play it one Delivering pizzas, mate. Spider-Man. Oh, that's Why would I play... It's like those um simulator, farm simulator stuff. You know, like you think, wait, is that what games come to? You're in Spider-Man and you're playing Pete and you're loving it. Who would have thought? So... So okay. some, sometimes it does um, badly, sometimes it does well. Ironically, when they really well, mm. sometimes it overpower the movie. I can't remember what the game was where they were like, this is a sick game. It was like, did really well uh, against the movie. But I love when they, especially comic book ones, when you make your own, I agree with you, make your own game, this is what they really, I really love and I want them to do. Listen, I will buy, I'll give you money. I'll buy your game if they ever listen to this. Because I love when they make like, X-Men Next Dimension that story was sick that's a fighting game mm-hmm. but story's sick uh, Injustice which you haven't played and Injustice 2 Mortal Kombat vs DC Universe as a fighting game as well but the story is so good but I like when they use uh, comic book stuff and have their own title and Spider-Man has done this well man X-Men Legends I think they did that as well mm-hmm. I can't remember yeah mm-hmm. and so keep going from what Jordan said like that's that's what you want to see when it comes to the comic books because if you try and follow the the movie lore you are very you can't do as much so Spider-Man um, I actually enjoyed that film quite a lot Jordan's enjoyed the game however if you were to do if you did make the game you would have less to work with because you are following the narrative of the movie for the Spider-Man game they did their own thing they followed no narrative and we were able to get a lot of villains working together and we got a great story and even the extras you got like the backpacks 
that adds to it because it gives us you know a little bit of Spidey's past so there's a backpack you can pick up and it's got oh yeah yeah it's got like old web shooters in there and it gives you a little story and it's like this is really cool there are backpacks I think one of them's got his old mask or something that yep. he he lost somewhere mm-hmm. and he just needed a replacement it's really nice seeing these extra bits of details in the game do you remember that joke shall I say it on go for it like, one of the backpacks my old condom <laughs> 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 oh my god goodness. I remember when that split <laughs> that was a hard day <laughs> we're not cutting any of this out instantly this in 18 plus game <laughs> but no, this is all staying in this is that's, that's such a shit thing though when like I, I when they say oh it's gonna be 18 for some one thing and then you're like fuck you just cut it out it's yeah. just like fine it's but really it's like, annoying imagine one thing just makes it 18 but anyway I know. I'd be if I was on that board. I'd be inclined to be like, it's one thing. Let go. It's one thing. Nah, they're strict. No, you know, yeah, I've worked with them. True. You know, those guys. They're strict. They're like, nah. but it's such a shame. One nope, thing. Nope. Really Showing like... some ankle. Say eighteen. They're strict. <laughs> 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 some ankle shavings. <laughs> you can get into so much trouble for letting things slip when yeah. you're like responsible for so much. Yeah, that is a good point. So Peter Parker is fully established. There's no nonsense about you know him getting his powers and everything, and I love that because it's been done so many times. We've seen the films. The advertising for Spider-Man was just rampant. Like Top we notch. Yeah, exactly. We know Spider-Man, so I think it was a really good, good brand. Yeah, <laughs> that they just went straight into it, and because of that, you get to see him and you get to you get to feel like you are Spider-Man sometimes because yes, he's the superhero. He's got these superpowers and whatnot, but we see him as you know, just someone who's trying to get by in life. He gets evicted from his apartment. He's having relationship issues. He's trying to rekindle with an old flame. These are things that we see in in the game. And we also see him with... So basically, he's only got his Aunt May. Didn't have a father or... Well, he did, but they died. Yeah. Um, and what? <laughs> <laughs> and we kind of see Doc Ock as that father figure. We hear the way Peter speaks about him and we even hear the way Doc Ock speaks about Peter and it's a really nice relationship to see and throughout the game we see that get strained and torn apart even other relationships with other sort of father figures like Martin Lee who runs um is it called Nest where they look after the homeless I think it is is it Nest I see Andy thinking I don't think it is I can't remember what it's called the Feast is it called Feast, Feast? that's, that's it. what it yeah. is Feast. Feast nice um with Martin Lee who is I wouldn't say he's a father figure to Peter, but he's someone that Peter definitely looks up to because he's gone through a lot in his life and he's come up and he's made something of himself. And these people in Peter's life that he he looks up to and they're they're kind of letting him down. So with um J Jonah Jameson, like obviously Peter in the past did work for him. J Jonah Jameson's now got his own you know thing that he's doing and he keeps on slandering Peter. So this is someone that Peter has worked for in the past. Now I wouldn't say Peter's ever like looked up or idolized J J Jonah Jameson. Um, but there's no denying that in terms of, you know, um, running a newspaper, like, J. Jonah was the guy, which is why he ran it. Like, all the crap he said about Spider-Man, he knew what he was talking about in terms of the newspaper industry and working for him. I guess for Spider-Man was just a job because he was taking the pictures and whatnot and he did hate the fact that, you know, Peter just... Um, Jameson just like slagged them off every opportunity but this yeah I'm glad it's a game where finally Peter had some sense to not work for a guy to slander him and take his picture and chat shit Um, I think J. Jameson's secretly in love with Spider-Man you know what it's too much hate quick tangent J. Jameson is plagued by the fact that 
uh, this is probably one of the storylines. I know there are so many storylines in Marvel, but this is one storyline. So please, like, if you're angry, this is one storyline. Peter Parker was in an incident, and sorry, J. Jameson's, I think, wife and possibly daughter, definitely wife, might have been a daughter, I'm not too sure. They were in an incident, and Spider Man couldn't save them. Because of this, Jameson went through things. And he began to hate Spider-Man from this point on. And whatever Spider-Man did, he was always the enemy. And this went on for ages. At one moment, for some reason, Peter Parker, to save Jameson, had to... No, he had a date with Jameson. They went to an apartment, they spoke, Spider-Man kept on his mask, and they had a deep conversation. And Peter Parker took off his mask, and Jameson was shocked. And they kept talking, and they kept talking, and they kept talking. And they reconciled. And after that... Jameson was actually on Spider-Man's side and even helped him be Spider-Man, helped him if like a mission went to shit and Spider-Man was really injured, he'd pick him up, he'd be his getaway driver and I think for Jameson it's just a thing where he can't let things go and it's trust because Jameson's thing is always take off the mask, let us know who you are, take off the mask, let us know who you are, it's always that that is the main gripe he has with Spider-Man. He'll always bring that up and then give Spider-Man shit. So I think Jameson's definitely a misunderstood individual. But yeah, it's good that Spider-Man... You should... Uh, you should uh, this won't take long. You should oh, see in... Uh, have you read Civil War? I want to. I um, really want and to. the scene where... Because the Superhero Registration Act, so all superheroes must register mm-hmm. and reveal their secret identities yeah. and you get government protection and you have to work for the government. Mm-hmm. That's, that's the point of it. Mm-hmm. And Spider-Man becomes a poster child of that, of Iron Man. Yeah. And he goes on TV and takes off his mask and says, I am Peter Parker. And then you mm-hmm. see the next drawing is... Mm-hmm. And it's drawn as J.K. Simmons from the Spider-Man films with a cigarette just dropped. Yeah. Like, <laughs> shocked. So it's like a good, it's a good drawing to yeah. see him just shot. Oh, I love that. It's like, um, gone. Because it's the ultimate fuck you because he can't he's protect the government have told you to do, so you yeah uh, what can you do yeah there's no law mm. that this is it so that's why he's done it because mm. everyone's protected when yeah. you do it no, that's fair so enough that's yeah. you lose Jameson yeah. I love that the narrative is really driven by Peter Parker as a person and not his powers and the decisions he has to make as Peter Parker I think that's really good and at the end you get a climactic scene where it's Peter and Doc Ock and there are there are no masks involved at this point and it's just the case where Peter has to walk away from his mentor and the person that he's given a lot of his life to which shows his growth because as an adult you don't always get to make the choices that you want you don't always get to see the people in the same light it's like the saying never meet your heroes and Peter's got to like deal with that and it's a really it's a really hard scene for Peter because he's got to beat his mentor, walk away from his mentor and live a life where the person that he really looked up to is now in jail, is now a criminal and he has to he has two choices. He can be like fuck it or you can continue on and try to like continue that that legacy they have together. So in terms of narrative, like I think Spider Man's got a really strong one. But this is Streamcast, so obviously it's going to God of War. I would also recommend I am a massive Spider-Man fan I've played all the games mm. that I've had a platform and able to play them on <clears throat> you should play Spider-Man Shattered Dimensions I remember when Troy when I listened to one of Troy mentioned oh there should be a Spider-Man we play as Venom and I was thinking there's man it's called Ultimate Spider-Man we play as Venom <laughs> Ultimate Spider-Man's one of the best games ever but he didn't even mention it he you know what because I thought you were going to mention it's it exactly I thought you were just about to say it so it's like, yeah it's Ultimate mm. Spider-Man Venom where you play as Venom and you play as Spider-Man and then there is Spider-Man 1 and 2 where Spider-Man 1 is where you can't touch the floor and it's so funny <laughs> yeah yesterday that web swing yeah. everywhere so you oh can't but it's a good game though like fighting on the glider with Green Goblin is amazing mm. got that in the four, four for 20 deal 
Oh, very nice. Even better. Straight in my basket. So, where's Maureen? They're in jokes, you know. Who's going to get that? Who's going to get that? I had to. Who is Maureen to this people? Maureen in finance, man. It's always Maureen in finance. So then, I can't remember the other game I have. It's another spy. Web of Shadows. The one I gave you. Oh, such a great game. Where you like the bad ending. And you think I'm bad for supporting Thanos, but you like Web of Shadows where the world goes to shit because Spider-Man gets... Do you know what? Yeah, Spider-Man deserves some love. No, 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 no. That's what I'm saying, man. No, I'm not having this, all right? In every single Spider-Man iteration, apart from the one where he's not with MJ and his life is brilliant, um, he's always given shit. Always, all right? I want Spider-Man to have a win. Get with the girl. Black Cat, who is way better for him than MJ, because MJ just kind of holds him back, doesn't let him be like the ultimate Spider Man who could be, or the ultimate villain he could be. But she, she doesn't gets in this Black game, Cat. that's what you really liked in hmm? this game. You really like that in this game, that what? she's not like that. Yeah, exactly. Wait, what do you mean? You really like that MJ is very supportive, not like that in this Spider Man game. Actually, no, true. Yeah, she was kind of like, supportive. Me that you, that okay, fair enough. Yeah. In this one iteration, yeah. she was she was good. And when you get the good ending of her, like it is really nice to see yeah. them together. Um, but when you get the bad ending, like he is the ultimate villain when he gets with the black cat, and it's like it's Spider Man at his best, at his worst, but at his best because they take over the city and they run it together, and it's. You love to see but it. The world is full of wow. symbiotes, Andy. The world is full of symbiotes. The but, world is gone. But Peter Parker is happy. And I want so, but Thanos is but Thanos. Yeah. I want people to have some happiness. Everyone can live great when Thanos wins, though. But they can't. Yeah, I can't support Thanos. Yeah, Thanos is just a genocidal maniac with an excuse. Yeah, pretty much. I mean, if you really wanted to help, oh, do some you know universal fundraising for the yeah, uh, go fund me. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> go fund me to those weird blue Martians and those weird people. On that planet that um, they went in Guardians of, of the Galaxy 2. I can't remember their names. All the gold people. I'm pretty sure they have some money. Go, f- yeah, go exactly. fundraise there. Go on a fun run mm. with your stupid gauntlet. There you go. You're weird sycophant. You're weird. Or better, yeah, use the, the Mind Stone to, to manipulate all the corrupt people into not being corrupt. Like, if you just got a little bit creative, Thanos could do a lot. But that's not a good film, is it? It's not. It's terrible. <laughs> terrible. Who's watching that? Yeah, exactly. no, no one's watching yeah. Peace and Love for two hours. Yeah, exactly. That is a testament to who we are as the human race. Love that. So but Yeah, God of War wins best narrative. Yeah, definitely. Confirmed. But myself and another member of Streamcast was actually at a, a People of Colour event. Yeah. Um, and at their studios, there are actually two BAFTAs there, which is really cool. I've seen a BAFTA. So is it called People of Colour? And you and also, come on, you're okay with people? I'm okay with it. I'm just some people aren't. Mm-hmm. Um, the word People of Colour like, does imply a divide between people of colour and white people. However, I mean, there is that kind of divide because we're not you know, seen in games as much uh, in terms of, you know, who works at these companies, there is more, you know, white people working there, more white male working that's quite dominated by that, and you're seeing people... It's hard for a woman, isn't it, in the gaming industry? Yeah, I it's always quite hard. Well. Um, but you're seeing women, like, create their own studios and do their own thing and still be prevalent in the gaming world. I think that's really good to see. We're seeing more female characters in video games, and that's really good to see. I feel like we repeat ourselves on stream quest all the time. But you can't make an edit, 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 edit. No, no, I mean, as in, like, the, the narrative, like, we need yeah. more, you know, black women out there or, like, more diversity, and... It does uh, indicate a divide, but that divide's already there, and people of color is there to help people of color. So, with that, with that, um, it's all fucking rainbow, thought, mate. You know what I mean? It's already yeah. Um, that <laughs> trade of thought. Agreed. Why? I hate when people say that. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think it's good to have these spaces. 
Um, yeah, I do, I do. Then. Yeah, and it's it's, you know what? It's really good to have these spaces because I think when I started going to more things like this, so basically this was their first people of color meet, but there have been others. So you got like your black girl gamers, and you got Nasaga and whatnot, and it's good to see a room full of people like you. Yeah, yeah. It just makes it easier to to speak to them, to converse with them. When you go to these um events, like people do want to speak to you as well so it's the case that if you go to someone you don't have to be worried about any backlash you don't have to worry that they won't get the same things you get you don't have to worry that there's going to be some sort of wall that divides you you don't have to worry that anything that isn't your fault for example your social class your wealth anything like that is not going to get in the way you're just going to be able to have a conversation with someone and there's there's no hidden agendas unless it's a tournament and you're trying to figure out who they main in a fighting game so you can crush them later on <laughs> but I think that's a healthy hidden agenda to have yeah absolutely yeah um, so this event that we went to it was really good it was hosted by Adam Campbell and uh, Chella and it was a really good space to have uh, they spoke about a little bit about the London Games Festival which I'll be going to <clears throat> there's a segment where you can create a game for that raises awareness for gender inequality which I thought wow double whammy get to create a game and get to work on something that matters to me and you know what it's just a really good space you said there was someone there that, that woman that was looking on that guy with so, such awe yes I know yeah. his, his girlfriend I admit, I loves know, him such off such a cool guy yeah. such a nice guy and I can see why she loves him off and I think that that's how your girlfriend's gonna look at you just like that no, I'm not complaining I am. <laughs> <laughs> you love to hear the haters. It was just a really good event. Everyone's really approachable. Everyone's really friendly. And it was good to speak to developers, people in the game world, and hear about just even for me, because I've left my old profession of finance because it was something I really hated. And it's good to know that there are still like entry points to get into the world of gaming. It's really good to know that it's a really good space. People are friendly. There's not always crunch, which is really nice. I've heard from people who work at different studios, and it was really good to see Just for the listeners who don't know, what Mm. is crunch, a.k.a. the listeners like me? Okay, so (laughs) crunch time is basically when a game is due to come out very soon, and they need to overwork their employees. Oh, Rockstar, known for that, man. Yes, they'll work stupid long hours. Yeah. Yeah. Alright. So yeah, it was it was a really good place to speak to people, um, network and just get to know, you know, fellow people of colours and, and see where they are in the community. They do it every month. This was the first one, so there'll be more. So you should definitely check it out. There's an app called Meetup, so if you go onto that you can join POC. Yeah, POC, so people of colour in play. It's a public group, you can join it. And it's just a really good place oh, to go to. Yeah, there's an app called Me Up. Really good app. What's you, it? What's that? So any interest you might have, you can search it and you can find other people who have the similar interest to you in that. You can join a group. Is that for dating? No, not it's at all. Wrong. It's just for... That's Tinder. No, yeah, <laughs> no, no, no. it's not Tinder. It's no. more of a networking thing. Networking, meeting people, just, you know, getting out of your house and actually meeting people. It's good for nerds, man. Get out there, man. Everyone, really. Because in London, if you go into the underground, it's like an unwritten rule. Do not speak to anyone. Do not make eye contact with anyone. Get in, get out. It's, yeah, yeah, fuck them. What do you mean? <laughs> in the way. I have to go to work, man. 
It's too many of you. This is why Thanos is right. There's too many of them. I wonder how Jordan meets all his women. I don't understand. I don't meet any women. You have a girlfriend. What? I don't. What keep saying that? Woman, singular. <laughs> so, um, yeah, it was a really good event. Definitely recommend it. And if you're looking to network in the gaming scene, it's a really good place to go. That's what we're about here. Mm. Networking and gaming is just perfect for like people like us. Yeah. We are nerds, but we're not like, as I said before, we're not like unsocial nerds. We're not like unclean nerds who don't shower for weeks. We are like sociable, intelligent nerds who have multiple different interests. And gaming just happens to be one of them. So I'm definitely going to be going to more of these mm-hmm in the future I don't particularly like the term people of colour because I think it's a bit because you identify as white no I <laughs> no, no. the last person I know, that I from know. <laughs> I'm actually fuming you can't see it <laughs> uh, let the rage of the gods drive your blades <laughs> but I I just I think it kind of sends a wrong message to white people because they don't get this that we are all clumped together as one and we're not because there's several different issues between our different cultures because we are different people there is Arab black racism there is Arab Arab racism there's black black racism so although we are trying to unite and be one I don't think I'm comfortable with being classified as everyone else in this weird Bane mm. label. But it's a positive thing here, so I get it. It's fine. Yeah, I, I actually very much agree with you. Because it's sort of trying to push something positive, I'm willing to be clumped together with other people because you're trying to just make change. Yeah. And if it's how you make change, then so be it. Because <clears throat> the compromises in life all the time, you have to. So I, I agree. I agree with well said, Andy. Cheers, thank you. Mm. And then one last thing to add, if you are going to go to People of Colour and play or any um, event like this or any open event, especially if it's gaming, you have to just remember that even if you're nervous, you're there to network, everyone else is there to network, and these people are going to be interested in the same things as you, you will have the same interests, so please just go speak to someone, if there's a group and you're feeling uncomfortable, just got someone, hey what have I missed? They will welcome you and you will have a good time. Just go. Don't let anything stop you. Um, you'll have a good time. It's highly recommended. I was going to say, uh, just quickly. Mm. Yeah, that's pretty much the same with any networking event. As long as you yeah. are yourself and you're not a dick, you will be fine. Fuck, I'm not going to be fine. <laughs> could be, because these people are expecting to be talked to. They're expecting you to talk to them and ask them questions, so they're fine. They're ready. They're probably as interested in what you are going to ask and say to them as you are in them. Mm-hmm. And you'll definitely learn something. You'll yeah. definitely pick something up. If you're a really good person, you'll make a contact. Exactly. So. And if you're Jordan, you'll go home with you know lots of numbers. Yeah. You numbers. have a girlfriend, I don't. You keep saying this. Yeah, because you keep you getting keep, lots of numbers. You keep saying this. Like, well, you pick is, one. I, I pick <laughs> one. You keep saying this. Nah, man. But the pro- a collector. Yeah, he's a collector, if we, were, if we were to go to a court of law right now... <laughs> what, what, what is this? Who could prove this statement that I get? You could prove because you have a girlfriend, I don't. You know what? We'll have to go through the phones and check out all the female numbers and I guarantee you children will have more than me. Nah, Isaac will have... He'll have mum one, mum two... <laughs> Family doesn't count. And then I have Unless you're a Lannister. Unless you're a Lannister. Then it's Wincest. 
Wincest. Wincest. Wincest. Yes. Okay. Biscuit and Neymar are part of that list. <laughs> oh, you can't. This one biscuit wants to come on here, mate. I know you'd want a biscuit to come on here. You have to bring his mum with him. I, I'd want to. I'd want to see the relationship firsthand. Do you know what, Andy? I just want to say this. I think biscuit should come here, and I just want to put this out there. If mm-hmm. Harriet does come to the podcast, I'm very much available to be here. Also. Yeah, and the hidden agendas strike yes, again. There is no hidden, There's no hidden agendas at all. I'm here to talk about gaming with you two. I'll oh, be here sure, with just you sure, two. Okay. I'm just saying. So can Ariel bring her boyfriend too? No, why? We're here to speak about gaming in a nice environment where, like Andy describes us, where we're clean, we're not where we're you know. So we're just. No, but yeah, Ariella. Is it Ariella? Ariette. Ariette. Oh yeah, yeah, that's right. Ariette's yeah, Ariette. Right, mate. Mm-hmm. Oh, <laughs> apologies. <laughs> Jordan's future wife, Biscuit. If you are into gaming, hit me up. Let me know. But yeah, I think we're done. Did you want to do the sign off or did you want me to? I want to plug my socials. Oh, absolutely. Before we go, Jordan's going to give us a quick plug. You can follow me on Twitter, IMJG Tweets. Follow me on Instagram at IMJGgram. And uh, no, that's all I'm on at. Don't forget it's PSN, Splints underscore My PSN is Gilmike1 and Splints underscore 2008, which I have abandoned due to the 2008 so I just use Gilmatic 1 after naming it after Nas Gilmatic I was I'm Gilmatic mm-hmm. uh, and uh, someone took Gilmatic and I was so pissed because I thought <laughs> no one would think of that and they did so I'm Gilmatic 1 Jordan how many other Gils are there out in the world? lots man it's a common surname and you think none of them are going to like Nas? it's true yeah or fair. maybe their surname is Gilmatic. Oh, <laughs> plot twist. <laughs> to be fair, Gilmatic is a cool name. It is so, a really cool yeah. name. You've done well. But someone took it. I've got Gilmatic 1. They did well too. You just got to get a PS5 really quickly, man. Yeah, man. There you go. Oh, shit. That's true. No, but you can transfer a PSN, though, innit? Well, then don't. Make a new one, Gilmatic. No. Just make sure you're the first. Make sure you're the first. Bear trophies don't carry over. Yeah, exactly. That's why I don't want to make a new PSN. But they don't carry over. Yeah, because I don't want to lose my trophies. But they uh, don't carry over. <laughs> when you get your PS5. No, but they, they, yeah, they don't carry over. Yeah, if I make a new one, then I won't have my trophies. Does that make sense? Jordan, I mean, when was the last time you played your PS3? Uh, I have the both of those on my PlayStation 4. But you've sense. got your PS3 um, trophies yeah. on your PlayStation 4. I've got two accounts on my PS4, so the Splints one and the Gilmatic one. So, there's two, so your Splints trophies carried over? No, not onto my new account. I just have the two accounts on my PS4. But can you access your Splints? Yeah, yeah. And there's your trophies on that? Yeah. So can you play games on your PS4 with Splints? Yeah. Why don't you just stay with Splints? Because I don't. He doesn't like the name. Yeah, I don't like the name. But you've lost the trophies now. I know. <laughs> <laughs> oh my goodness. Alright then. Perfect. Andy? I am Blackamora on Twitter and on PSN. Add me if you want to get smacked on FIFA or Fighters or Mortal Kombat 11 or Tekken. You can get the smoke boy or girl. I don't discriminate. And yeah. if you want to get smacked, call Andy as well. <laughs> <laughs> we on that. And my, name, I, my name's Isaac. My Twitter handle is... My name's Chad. <laughs> <laughs> Your Twitter handle is Matt Twitter. Twitter. <laughs> Maybe I'll make you that actually. <laughs> That's definitely um, true. <laughs> 100%. That was, you see a guy who was in the cinema yeah, and he watched that scene, he made the account in the cinema. That's what I'm at. And I'm at Kill Screen Kenny. 
My PSN is Gannicus Gains. Gannicus Gains. At the end, Gannicus Gains with a Z at the end. Made it a while ago. I regret nothing. Spartacus is a great show. And you can, you know... Is that from Spartacus? Yes, yeah, The TV show? The TV show, yeah. My mum loves that, you know. Oh, your mum's got said, good taste. it's good. Yeah, it's really good. You check it out. To keep in contact with what we do here, you can uh, you can include us in the conversation by adding us at streamcast underscore on Twitter. Streamcast underscore for Instagram. Have you got another one, Andy? We've got a YouTube channel, The Streamcast. The Streamcast. We've got the same logo, so you'll find us. Yeah, definitely check that out.